I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. You know how much you love your Keeper's Mix. Well, you've got a treat in store because we're heading down to Dorchester to Dorwest Herbs to chat about Keeper's Mix and a whole lot more. Hey, Mr. Binks. Well, how excited are we? Because we're actually in Dorchester with the Dorwest team and Joe Broughton-White, who is the MD of Dorwest Herbs. And we are going to the little sneak around, with their permission, aren't we, uh, to look at how the herbs are actually made into the finished products. Hi, Anna. Yeah, it's great to have you here today. Mr. Binks, too, of course. Can't wait to show you around and you can see exactly what we do here at Door West. This is one of our clean rooms. As you can see, it's a very, it's obviously very clean. Um, it almost looks a bit pharmaceutical in nature. So that's our tablet counter machine. You can see our finished products and I think it's probably Skullcap and Valerian on the line. That is going into the hopper and it runs past the electronic eyes. It's being checked for quality as they're being counted into each pot. Every label has got its own number and its batch number so we can know exactly when it's been packaged as well. Gosh, and it's so, so amazing. Gosh, I mean, what is a hopper? Oh, the hopper. So that is on top of the tablet machine. That is where the bulk tablets are popped in and they're jiggled around so we can see if there's any ones that aren't fully shaped that they're pulled out. And then it comes down and just processed, yeah, passes electronic eye to make sure we always get the exactly right number of tablets in every pot as well as um, the operators also do checks as well during the process. And I guess that's important as well for the dosing so that mm. each tablet is kind of the right size and, and weight, you know, so that if your dog is wanting yeah. three tablets, you know that they're all the right size. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously it goes through a lot of um, quality checks when it's manufactured at the factory it's manufactured, but here we do a lots of additional checks as well to make sure. So we have very very few incidents of any kind of pots coming back with half tablets or anything like that. No, quality is something that we are we hold kind of to the core of our values. So absolutely, and of course, you know, it's so amazing how you know the way that you formulate the herbs because we're you know I've been a great fan of Dorwest for many many years and use Skullcap and Valerian, which is a topical product to be talking about. What with bonfire night and the yes. season of fireworks Soon be here. <laughs> and stress, you know, I mean like. Christmas we all know how stressed we get and of course it all transfers to our four-legged friends yeah people think it's just fireworks night but it's not it's just whole period mm. we've got Halloween bonfire night Diwali then into yeah Christmas New Year family friends so yeah this period is quite stressful for our dogs and I think obviously over the last two years with the changes and everything going on and not seeing people and seeing people 
as everyone knows, there's a lot been a lot more kind of um, discussion around canine anxiety um, and be introducing them to kind of busy environments and, and for the puppies, obviously, that have been born during this this period as well. So. Oh, I couldn't agree mm. more. And mm. you can really spot, you know, it sounds a bit awful, but the pandemic generation dogs oh. when you're out and about yeah. um, that have lacked that kind of structure and, exactly. you know, the opportunities to meet all sorts of people, people with hats, people with beards, yeah, you know, know, tall people, short people and, and children often as well that they haven't got experience around. Things we don't even always think about, do we? And then suddenly you think, oh, poor dog, we'd never have seen, we'd never have seen that. Yeah, so Skullcum Valerian is great for supporting dogs through that time alongside behavioural work and proper yes, socialisation. Yeah. It isn't as easy as just taking a not, pill. Take, take a tablet and everything's going to be fine. No, no, a little bit more work than that. But that, that's what we kind of is, is support. It's, um, it's part of the entire kind of holistic um, process, isn't it, to get your dog to be as yes. good as it can be in those situations. So It is indeed. Yeah. So, no, we love that. And, of course, the valerian compound, which is slightly different because would you call that a tincture, Joe? Um, yes, I suppose so. Yeah, I mean it's a pure extract. It's three herbs um, extracted. They're extracted through um, alcohol, ethanol, which is like the most efficient way of getting all the goodness through, um, and that's all it is in it. So it has people are like, oh, it smells. Yes, it does smell because it's just herbs basically, and the valerian does have quite a distinct odor. So it is a tincture, um, a mix of those three herbs. We actually produced it because of worldwide shortage of skullcap herb for the tablets and we had so many of our customers quite a long time ago about 20 years ago we had so many customers absolutely dependent on the tablets what can we do to support them during this time we can't just you know these dogs depend on us their owners depend on us so we produced this tincture as the kind of next best thing but we've kept it on because being a liquid it's so easily usable so for one-off situations for traveling when you want a quicker acting product of course a liquid gets into the system a little bit quicker so it's great for topping up as well and actually I get people use it just by dropping it on the bedding because and for cats because they actually quite like valerian so they will actually sit there and smell it and of course you get that olfactory response as well so it's great for that so both ways in fact people put it in some some of those um the incense kind of um with the with the little re- uh, reeds as well they put it in that I was like you must uh-huh. all have been a bit sleepy after that but yeah no but valerian compound is great so we recommend using that alongside the tablet but the tablet for every use it every day and it really um helps look it calms the nervous system basically that's what it is it's a sedative but for the central nervous system rather than for muscles so it doesn't sedate muscles so your dog's not going to be collapsing like a traditional pharmaceutical sedative um but it really helps like the the nervine um, qualities of the product so it helps keep those stress hormones low and that's the key with the skullcap and valerian you want to be giving it every day before the dog gets stressed so that's why we say start early because as you would know and i'm sure you're correct but cortisol stress hormone once it builds up in the body it can take days for it to come back down again so once it's up you have to get it all out of the system three, four days before. So if you can keep the dog calmer, you're yeah. going to get a much better result. Because once once they get up to that red red kind of light, you know, really yeah. stressed, climbing yeah. the walls, it's much harder to bring them back down. Because some people want to think, oh, we could just use the compound 
once they're stressed, but it's not. We want to keep them calm before they get stressed. That's it. And I think that's something people don't understand as much. I mean, people are quite new pet parents, you know, think um, a bit like when we have a headache, we'll take you know, a headache pill, and it will work fairly quickly. Um, But it's not the same really with dogs, because you you are dealing um, from... from from a bigger behavioural context that and also dogs don't understand why the stressors are happening. Um, yeah. Particularly dogs, for example, that are noise sensitive. Mm. I mean that I find quite quite common at the moment dealing with yeah. noise sensitivities yeah. um, and how that can really cause stress yeah. and, and fear in, in many mm. situations, not only fireworks but all sorts of situations, yeah. traffic, um, children's playgrounds, exactly. uh, odd things cause a I, fright. I think it's quite easy to miss. Is it? It's very easy to miss those early indicators that your dog is doesn't not happy with the noise and is stressed until the stress level is quite high and then they are really reacting. You know, when, mm. when we start seeing the panting, the shivering, the quaking. Yeah. But those early little ones, I, I mean, I always know the first lick of the lips of, I got one that's noise phobic and I know there's someone shoot, the shoot on Saturday afternoons locally and she can hear it before I can hear it and I can hear it still and just that little drop in body posture and then I know straight away. But I think it's very easy, it's very easy to miss. And like you said, and once they get to that level, it's entirely different. But you're so right with the headache analogy. That's a great way of thinking it. Yeah, we don't wait until we see it. We want to try and stop it getting yeah. to that stress level. It's almost like, you know, the symptom is one thing, but it's like working causally to stop the symptoms occurring. Once the yeah. symptoms are there, it's almost too late. Yeah, and it just gets worse and worse every year. Yeah. It gets worse. Every time there's noise, it gets worse. It so. gets worse. And, and people really need to spend more time, I think, learning how to speak dog, like you're saying yeah. about the licking the lips and the body posture. Yeah. I think that should be mandatory myself. It would really help people to, you know, see when their dog might be feeling, as I call it, a bit peaky, a bit off. Dogs have off days like mm. we do. And then, you know, you can then think, all right, well, we wonder what's causing that. Maybe we need something you know to to boost the immune system from a natural perspective because that's something I think perhaps you know on the conventional side of things looking at the immune system it doesn't really factor into it very much Mm. it's always looking at the symptom rather than the cause which can be from the immune system Mm. which I know is why I've over the years really used keeper's mix Uh, yeah well, I mean, hope that's right. We love keepers. We well, love, we do. keepers I, mix is your everything. I know. It's your it's everything. A friend of mine who breeds flat coats, actually, yeah. uh, Polly King, um, <laughs> who um, actually got me onto uh, keepers quite a few years ago. Yes. yes, I mean, keepers mix is. It is people kind of, and I think that mentality has changed. Like we're saying about. People are using natural products on themselves on a daily basis to prevent themselves getting ill, keep themselves as healthy as they can be. And those that are having that same train of thought for their animal, so let's try and keep our dogs healthy, they're like, what can I give my dog every day just to make sure it's okay? A bit like a multivitamin for dogs, and that's, that's, that's kind of what we hear on the phones or on the trade stand. And so Keepers Mix is the answer. Keepers Mix is your everyday product because, I mean, it's great because unlike the tablets, obviously when you make a tablet, it's got other ingredients to make it into the shape of a tablet. So it does have excipients in it, but the Keepers Mix is your 100% pure. So there's, there's nothing in it but herbs. There's eight different herbs and each one was put in it for different parts of the body. So it's really balanced. So it's your all round herbal health. Um, 
it was taken from a really old, a formulation like a gamekeeper with his dogs he used to kind of you know put together some herbs and a bit of the nettles and some of the uh, like alfalfa and a bit of all that and it seemed to help their dog so it's originally from that I think we were just working it out it's been around about 30 40 years now yeah so one herbs for joints one herbs for digestion one's for the coat one's for the skin yeah so it is that all around so it's not just for the immune system it's just everything so it is absolutely amazing um that is and um, it's our foundation project do you know about our foundation or not a little bit <laughs> well i know that i know that west has been around for a very yeah. long time which fascinates me because you were founded in 1948 i think by yes. your, your grandparents mm, mm. which interests me as well because that was an era where antibiotics weren't even readily available to to humans let alone dogs because yeah. it was just after the war and I think antibiotics were introduced around the time of the second world war um so yeah. it, you know so we were chatting yeah. earlier I mean you know what did people take then <laughs> if you yeah, had, a, had a cold or yeah. you know you've got the flu yeah and I really do think they they used what was around them and they and I don't think herbs were it wasn't a kind of alternative choice then. It was the choice, wasn't it? So, um, and I think nowadays, there was that period people thought well, herbs are very kind of, yeah, witchcrafty and very alternative, a bit hippie. And actually, that was what they had, what was growing in the garden or um, what they had access to. So they used it. So my grandfather definitely had a real interest in um, natural products. Um, my grandmother was ill, and so he was using herbs to help her at the time. And he grew a lot of herbs as well, so he was selling those. And then he put together these formulations based on... He was a great writer, great reader, so he put together based on old books... Um, talk about Juliet de Bratley Levy's books um, and a whole host of other ones. I've still got his original library of all these herbal books. Um, put together these formulations and they were used for all different animals, for humans and for dogs and cats. Um, but it wasn't really until the 60s and 70s when my parents took over, who are dog mad, that they decided we must do focus on what we love because I think that's always the roots of a successful business and life isn't it if you can work in something that is all you know is your passion so they were dog people so they decided to focus completely on dogs so some of the formulations have been adjusted and then we've brought in more throughout the years including keepers mix which like I said for a while now when I said a foundation we actually launched a Dorbest foundation oh. ah, in um for our 70th anniversary, so four years ago now, and actually 10% of the profits of Keeper's Mix um, go to that foundation and we give that to um, animal charities, so an animals in need and smaller ones generally, so anything that helps their quality of life. Um, and actually when we launched Keeper's Mix Sensitive, for which was, oh, two years ago now, I think it was a... Uh, Around locked, just, yeah, it must have been 2020. Um, we bought that out, and again, that is a part of the foundation. So again, 10% of that one. Now, that is lovely, the Keepers Mix Sensitive. Have you tried it? Not yet, no, that's yeah. new to me. Okay, so, yeah. um, actually, it's great to talk about it. So how is mm. it different, and, um, you know, what type of dog would benefit from that rather than the generic yeah. Keepers Mix? I mean, I think we're always going to have the people that are Keepers Keepers mixed straight, you know, the, the OG, I'm the bit, original. I'm a bit like that. I like to stick <laughs> yeah. with what I oh, know. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a couple of herbs difference. Uh, Keepers mix, the only thing is that it smells quite strong, but again, because it is, and we use such great quality herbs, they are quite, you know, smelly. And a couple of them in there are slightly more bitter. So the wild yam 
and rosemary. And some people are not so keen on rosemary because if your dog um, has epilepsy, it's not a great herb to use because it's um, olfactory. It's, it's the aromatics in it are so strong, aren't they? So we decided to remove um, the more bitter herb, rosemary, and um, celery seed, which is more for joints. And then we bought in um, chamomile. So yeah, that overall oh. balance um, and marshmallow, which is great for the digestion and soothing. So it's great for puppies. So that's when I, we, we almost called it puppy, but actually it just suits anyone's a bit sensitive or they're a little bit more, more of a delicate palate, shall we say, and found the keeps mix a bit overwhelming. So it's got, smells a bit more like a summery day, um, but it has a bit more of a focus on that digestion. And chamomile obviously just gives that overall balance to the body in general. So it's quite nice for puppies and juveniles convalescing. Um, I love it actually. All mine get all mine get the sensitive no, now I just because I love the, I love chamomile smell anyway. So although it's only mild, hell, it's I know chamomile is yeah. such a powerful herb, you know, for, for yeah. so much. I mean, it's quite soothing as well, and and yeah. arguably quite balances anxiety to to a degree yeah. as well. And I so love the, balance, the balance the balance of herbs is what brings and marshmallow root is incredible for digestion. It's in our tree barks powder as well, but just want a little bit of digestive support. It's not. The true tree bark powder is our digestive support one, but it just gives that little bit, and people find the motions really good on it. So great for poos. Joe, this is fascinating, but I think we could be holding everybody up in here. Let's shall we go back up to the boardroom? Yes, let's go and have a chat. <laughs> so Joe, some people listening might be thinking, gosh, Anna's always going on that dogs are carnivores and can't digest plants. So how does that relate with herbs? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question, isn't it? So, with herbs, what we need to be thinking about is the, kind of, the way in which we're giving to them. If we just cut up a load of herbs and shove them in the bowl, I mean, they'll probably eat them. I'm, I know, I think we know all our dogs eat some herbs out of, the, out of the hedgerows, don't they, and cleavers and things like that, and they like the taste. But, like you said, they can't really process them, they can't break them down, and they've got much shorter digestive tract haven't they so they've got a really strong stomach acid and then a shorter um, intestines to which to absorb the nutrients from the herbs or, or the food which is why we talk about good quality dog foods I think um, and from our point of view good quality supplements so the herbs we use so we have our powder range like the 100% pure powders which are just herbs in them um, and they are very finely milled so they're quickly freeze-dried milled down um, and so they're absorbed much more easily by the body really can utilize them to get all the goodness out as quick as they can um, and then we have our tablet range now our tablets are it's really useful for dogs perhaps that don't like the smell of the herbs in the powders because obviously some of them do smell because we don't try and cover that up we don't take odors out or or bleach them or anything like oh, that no. they are what they are you know so and that's the beauty of it so people sometimes say oh they smell but it's like yeah they do smell you have to embrace this a little bit but obviously some dogs are more delicate palates um we always recommend building up the smell you know tolerance by doing little pinches until you get to the full dose um i think if you suddenly just whack a load of herbs on on their dinner none of us would like that very much anyway um but with the tablets so if they are a bit more sensitive the tablets don't smell as strong as a herb and what we can do with those we can actually get herbal extracts into them so they're concentrated so perhaps a five to one ratio so you get five times 
the strength in, in, in whatever, milligram. Um, so we can put those within a tablet, which really helps them um, um, get as much of that herb as quickly as they can, you know, in a good dose. Um, particularly good for products like we're talking, milk thistle. No, milk thistle. Everyone, I think everyone knows what milk thistle is, think, but it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, milk thistle, chamomile, um, these are the, the ones that people really um, understand. Now, milk thistle is mm. particularly interesting because the pharmaceutical version of milk thistle <laughs> comes mm. from milk thistle. Yes. And much like most uh, farmers, they come from the herbs. They found that the herbs are... Uh, they're good and they do what they should do um, and what the pharmaceutical industry has done which is really what I mean they've done with all medicines is that they've isolated the compound which is the active compound um, and then they make that either make it um, artificially in the lab or just extract it from extract it um, now Herbalism is very different from normal pharmaceuticals. Um, what we are looking at doing, we know that the active part in milk thistle is psilomarin. Um, psilomarin is the good part. But you really want to give the whole fruit, and well, fruit and seed, if you like, in their milk thistle. Because as well as that one compound, it's got loads of other compounds. And it may not be the active part, if you like, in the fact that's the bit that really helps the liver but they have other benefits to the body. And that is why, that is what herbalism is thought, you have that balancing act. So you're less likely to get side effects when you're using the whole plant than just taking one component out. And it really is important to do that. And that is why, when we talk about um, aspirin and white willow, so white willow, if you've given that as a whole, not, I haven't given it, if, or I'm sure you haven't given it, but it doesn't have the same side effect as aspirin does on its own because you're taking one part out. Um, yeah, so we try and use, so with our milk thistle, we're using the whole fruit, but we've got a standardised extract of 80% psilomarin. So you get that really good bit and you know you've got a, a, a standardised amount, but you've also got the other goodness. That product work on multiple levels in the body because the body might be suffering, not just from, if it needs liver support, but there might be other parts, exactly. things Going on the body. Exactly. So and that's, in a way, it's similar for me, you know, comparing processed food, dog food, you know, kibble food, for example, which my listeners, you know, are aware I talk about quite a lot. And, you know, I consider whole, you know, natural food mm. as being much better because, in a way, you've got all sorts of different nutrients in um, a chunk of, you know, raw lamb um, mm. that, is, of course, benefits the dogs. There's lots of different amino acids in that particular bit of lamb mm. that might be enhanced from uh, a little bit of chicken or whatever you know it's so different mm. so I, I get that and it is this yeah. whole holistic and balanced um, approach balanced. and micronutrients isn't it I mean that's yeah. what we're talking about especially when we're giving um, her, like um, the powders which are just you know the actual herbs that have been milled down um, you know if we were just going to we know for ourselves so you should have this much carbohydrate today this much protein today this much fat today well, we could just eat those elements ourselves. That doesn't mean we're healthy because we're, we're ignoring the whole bit of micronutrients and all those other little bits which are good for us. It's not just about that. And I think that's the same applies. Um, so it's not just about the cinnamar and it is about the whole fruit. So that's what we always do with all of ours. We never just produce a product with just say cinnamar and for our turmeric product again. So we haven't just got curcumin. 
um, the curcuminoids, which is again the so-called active part, we use turmeric root as a whole, but with a standardised amount of the curcuminoids as well. So. Yeah, no, and that's really great. I and mean, that's, um, you know, it's become so almost fashionable, hasn't it, turmeric? Yeah. Um, actually, you know, the market has changed. I mean, would you agree on that, Joe? Is Yeah, I mean, I think it has. I think the more we've used on ourselves, the more we see why don't we use it for our dogs, our animals. Um, we can see the benefits. Also, that change of just treating an animal when it's ill. I mean, I think in... And with children and things, you only took, you know, took a dog to a vet when it's ill. But now we're really thinking about keeping them healthy, and that's the real change. So we're giving better quality foods. Hopefully, um, hopefully, if they're making the right choices, um, and good quality <laughs> supplements on a daily basis. And in the bar, obviously, we have our herbal products that will help in certain situations, help support. Um, but yeah, every day, every day health. And I think yeah, the attitude has changed. I think they, there has been a move over time, like we're saying, from when perhaps our company was started, there was only herbs. Then we moved very much to everything had to be farmers. And now, I mean, it is complementary. I would say um, people love using our herbal products now, but it doesn't have to be just that. There are occasions that your animal has a, has, a, has a disease or a condition where they need to have a medicine. Um, but our products can be used complementary to those as well, so it helps support them. So, but definitely for everyday chronic conditions, that is when herbs really come into their own. Not acute conditions, but chronic conditions, not really, really sure, perhaps end up with the vet, sometimes end up on like skin conditions, a bit like a steroid antibiotic cycle, but not really getting to the bottom of it. And that's when you're starting to look at holistically, aren't we? Looking at diet, environment, and then herbal supplement to add into it to really make sure you're doing everything you can. Amazing health and that helps. It's not just one thing, is it? No, that's it. It mm. is everything. I, mean, I always think of it as the three pillars of health, you know, nutrition, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the immune system, the physical yeah. frame. But it's also the environment because we have got so many stresses mm. from air pollution to water pollution, um, you name it, even cleaning products in the home. People are unaware of the effect that that can have on creating inflammation of the yeah. skin. And of course, <laughs> weird bugs that are coming over because we've had... Yeah. You know, the, yeah. Yeah. The climate's changing, so I think, you know, that might mm. be something to consider in future years as well, different biting insects. I, I was thinking about when, um, years ago, when they introduced, it was a quite, that carpet shaking. Oh, God. Stuff. Yeah, we won't name it. It was really it. popular. I won't name it, but it was it really catchy went tune. Through, went through a real kind of, everyone had it. I must buy that and put it in my home. Well, skin conditions. Skin conditions and issues we had, you know, notably uh, the people ringing on the phones because suddenly they're in an environment yeah. which, with all these kind of <laughs> well, you know, and flavors and chemicals and Same things with, like that, yeah, yeah. And, and all these sleeping air in it, sleeping um, on carpets, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, and obviously inhaling a load of you know volatile organic compounds, as we know. <laughs> We will inhale a bit of carbon dioxide and um, dust particles, nanoparticles when we go out, you know, because of cars, we can't help that. And it's our lungs mm. are semi-permeable. So, you know, it's all a bit <laughs> serious, smokers, oh dear, things like that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, there's, mm. a, there's a vast array of modern stressors that 
maybe we're adapting better to than dogs. I mean, dogs are animals, they're nature, you know, and I think animals generally do really remind us of where we should be, you know, mm. in tune with nature. Um, and this, I think, is where Doris comes in. I mean, for example, if someone, you know, what would you recommend? I know you're not a vet, but what would you recommend if someone has got a chronic skin condition? Mm. Um, the vet's pres prescribed antibiotics, first of all, and then steroids to mm. help with the itching and, and so on. But again, this, the, the dog is kind of stuck in a, in a rut of a cycle of medication. I mean, what... Yeah. What might you suggest? Yeah, it's all, that is a tricky one. Obviously, and normally if they're kind of di diagnosed, if you like, with, it's a non, often non-specific skin condition. Exactly. And um, people can really drive themselves potty, really, um, trying to identify what caused the skin condition and then the allergy testing and, uh, you know, the results from that are somewhat... Um, less than clear cut a lot of the cat times um yeah there's so many uh, there's dusts, lots of, yeah there's so many dust and grasses and, and i remember someone said to me apparently my dog's allergic to this purple something something grass and but i don't even know where that grows <laughs> and i said yeah, it's really hard and, and i think it becomes very stressful for you as the owner as well as for the dog and seeing your dog scratching so obviously if if it has an infection and the antibiotics have treated the infection so that's over because obviously that's the most important thing to start off with then i would be looking at identifying looking at their diet obviously and whether you need to go down elimination diet or whatever but we always say follow a natural natural as you like no process no processed treats no human treats because um, people forget that sometimes i think they give a diet and then they give them other other kind it's of, one of my biggest treats bug bears. Like, okay yeah no that's not ideal um obviously sleeping we do say try and if they're very hot dogs um Sleeping on the bed with dust mites, obviously, is not great if you've got a skin condition as well. So looking at the environment, making sure you're, after you're exercising and running through grass, we're getting rid of some of the pollen that sits on the coat and then gets into, and, you know, even some sim like simple things like grooming, because getting that airflow under through the fur, because dirt and old skin, that all sits on the coat as well. So it is all of these parts. And then, of course, we do have um, herbal supplements that are really great for helping. Um, for skin conditions, we would always recommend our Green Relief tablets. Um, Green Relief is it's a great old dog tablet, actually, because it's great for skin, it's great for joints, <laughs> and it's great for urinary as well. So it's really one of those ones I'm like, that's what you want. You know, it's got watercress, parsley, um, celery. It's, it's really, really good. Um, it helps balance the pH within the body, which is really helpful. Um, and it helps um, just re reduce irritation in the skin as well. So that's great. Green relief. And then people often give our um, fenugreek and black garlic tablet, which is really rich in antioxidants. Fenugreek is actually, talking about farmers being derived from herbals, um, one of the compounds in fenugreek is actually a compound that a steroid was originally derived from as well. Really? Digenin, I think it's called. Um, and there has been a paper written on that. Um, and so, not saying it is a steroid in its action, but there's obviously something in there why this would help. Um, black garlic, obviously, great blood. Talking about blood earlier. Blood and just helping purity, um, toxins, you know, it's just, that's a good all-round one. So garlic and fenugreek for that, and then your green relief, which are really lovely for cooling the skin as well. So those two, in combination with all those factors, because as we're saying, it's not just 
magic pills. Um, it is good to look at the whole holistic environment. Absolutely. And that should, that should help. And the green relief, doesn't that go back quite a, a, a few years to one of your grandfather's original formulations? It does indeed, yeah. We've got the old, really old original. I think there's one ingredient different. I think it had cabbage in it, which people were like, what? Cabbage? But cab cabbage actually does have benefits and lettuce has benefits too. But um, and it was called mixed vegetable for years, but I think customers were always a bit like, but I already give my dogs vegetables. And I was like, oh, no, it's not vegetables, it's green leafed herbs. So we changed the name to Green Relief and it's, um, yeah, and it's a great one. It is one of our key products, like almost like our heritage, almost like our heritage products, if you like. So it was, yeah, my grandfather's recipe if you like yes gosh because yes, yes. we're, we're sat here and there's all these amazing cuttings from mm. the past which i just love because i love history um and i think this is so important as well in indoor west heritage because there's this one where you've got bladderack tablets <laughs> <laughs> yes, our kelp seaweed, yeah, bladderack, yeah, tablets. Yeah, so kelp seaweed was even popular then. I think there's another, yeah, another kelp seaweed and the gar garlic's always been used really widely. And the good thing about it is we've got such a great history of use. Um, and we, we do do, um, so pharmacovigilance is the real name, but basically if we ever get any reports back of any of our products not doing acting in the way that we expect them to do. So if a dog perhaps didn't agree with the dog or whatever it is, we we've, do a report on that and we keep track of it. So we have, we have done that for decades. So we have such a great history of use. And I think that really gives our customers the reassurance of trust because they trust us because the quality of our ingredients and the fact we do do this, we go the extra mile, you know. So we're feeding that back all the time into our product development team, that's really, really important. But that history of use of our products definitely gives reassurance, doesn't it? Oh, without doubt. Mm. And, um, you know, next year you're going to be 75, which is... I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's such a sort of seal yeah. of approval, yeah. um, isn't it, really? Um, yeah. That for all this time, you know, animals have been, and dogs especially, have been benefiting, which I think is just yeah. amazing. How many dogs are so wonderful to know, wouldn't it? How many dogs have <laughs> used, our, used our products over the years and, um, you know, from... Crufts winners to, you know, support dogs and um, guide dogs use a lot of our products. And yeah, yeah, no, it's, ama it's amazing to have that, that, that history, the heritage um, and to be part of it on an everyday basis. And I think when you were young, yeah. you know, because um, obviously you're third generation, mm -hmm. is that right? Yes, third yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we were just walking around, you know, the, the, the factory park just uh, a little while ago, you were going, just smell. And I'm like, a smell? What am I smelling, Joe? <laughs> and it's like, it's tree bark. <laughs> but I love that. And it was a wonderful aroma. And that really matters to you, though. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. it's almost like being a sommelier, a herb sommelier. Yeah, I mean, I just, I've grown up with the smell. I mean, um, our old um, premises were next door to my family home. And the business was a lot smaller then. Um, I used to come down and help out and so on. So the smells have grown up and like from a quality point of view, like I was saying, every, every herb when it arrives, every product we, I smell and I taste. And, and that's, that's always what herbal, herbal experts have always done. And I, we've been really lucky over the years. We've had um, a couple of members of our team at work here who 
again, have worked in the herbal industry for 40, 50 years and know the taste and the smell of every herbs, and that's all been passed on. And it's so important to have that knowledge. I mean, herbs do vary because of growing conditions, and if it's a drought year, then um, there'd be a lot more intense in flavour. In the same way as wines vary and things like sure. that, isn't it? And then, of course. Um, and so on that. But yeah, yeah, the smell um, is... Yeah, special, isn't it? Downstairs, it's a keeper's mix smell coming Loved through. It. What they're packing today, when they're packing valerian, though, it's a, we're all very chilled. All very yes. chilled in the business. We have Gosh, a yeah. of valerian coming up the stairs. No, I know. And, it, yeah. and that really is, yeah, so interesting as well, as, as you were saying, you know, it doesn't affect the muscles in the way that the processed, mm. which I guess is valium. Yeah, 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 Valium is from Valerian, isn't it? Um, yeah, so with our combination, um, so in our skull and Valerian, it's mistletoe, skull cap, Valerian, and gentian as well. And gentian's a liver tonic as well, it helps support the liver as well. Um, yeah, they work very much like nervines, um, like I said, um, but on the central nervous system. So that's why, um, why they're used in the products rather than on those muscles. So they really do just help them feel a bit more relaxed and more comfortable in the situation so almost training aid that's what i say it's almost use it as a training aid so when they're feeling calm that's when you introduce dogs to situations so not talking about fireworks fear so much but talking about a dog that's nervous of walking on roads sure. or something like that going in the car all of those situations it's not if you can keep them calm during those experiences especially if they're of a more nervous disposition a bit more unsure i've got one of mine's definitely a bit more unsure of new situations, so she is perfect. So, skull cup and Valerian, when we know we're going to be taking her, she went to Good Goodworth for a day out and had a look around there and on her own. And normally she's with four other whippets, so it's a big thing. And she had time of her life, really comfortable, really relaxed, took it all in. And now she's much better in those sorts of situations because she's had a really allows them to have a positive experience, and then. By you thinking about it and using it in that way, you don't have to necessarily then use it. It's not a permanent thing because the more comfortable you are in a situation, of course, then you're thinking, this is okay. Exactly. What was I worried about after all that? In the same way is you know with us, isn't it? The more more yeah. we do something and as well, so it's such a lovely anecdote to also highlight how training one dog at a time, yeah. you know, really really works to put the energy and focus yeah. uh, because she will be picking up from the other dogs and yeah. being a little confused as to why they're not kind of reacting Too to that balloon popping in the background yeah. or whatever it might yeah. be, and and therefore become more anxious about it um, so mm. yeah I always suggest you know multi-dog households do spend time one-on-one yeah. -on -one uh, and together uh, yeah. as a way of uh, helping it train is. train it takes out effort, but it's really worth it, it so you really get effort. really get the results out absolutely yeah. and I think you know gosh just discussing all this just highlights you know how much there is there to to make yourself in inverted commas a responsible dog owner because it is to consider mm. you know preempting health conditions we want them it's, it's you know it is one journey it's not a dress rehearsal with yeah. your with your puppy that you've brought in that you've wanted for years you know and you want to make it the best life possible yeah. and i really think that's where joe you and your team can really mm. really make a difference and we do we do get some i have to say we're we do have the most wonderful customers <laughs> we do really do we have our um we have a little, like a loyalty scheme, and I think 
I was saying, I think it's our oldest, one of the oldest ones in the country, because I think we set it up in the 50s or the 60s. Like, they become wow. a part of the club, Door West Club. And people still come up and bring up the very old ones. And, and they write us letters, you know, saying, you know, sadly, I've been, you know, I've been buying your products and I've just lost my dog, my last dog or whatever. And, you know, they never would have lived. I don't feel they'd ever lived as long as it wasn't for you. You know, the support you've given us over the years oh. and you've always been there for a chat or to talk something through. And to get that, to it just means everything like we like we are family business we're a small small business we all dog lovers most importantly and that's like the criteria because who wants to be speaking to somebody on the phone that doesn't really know why why are you that bothered about your dog having bad you know why are you so bothered about your dog <laughs> so it is really about that and that's why we've never we you know for the for future as well we're not um, developing the business to sell it it's not that it's not for selling it floating it doing anything like that it, it's it's for us it's for us it's for our heritage our family and it's for doing the best for our dogs and for our dogs because we're dog lovers and we can see what they mean to our family and we want the same for everyone else and we've got we've got that here so that you know that's what we're that's what we're going to remain doing as long as we can i think that's mm. just so amazing and so rare in this day and age your range is so expansive and it's so well thought out for you know specific conditions and all-round health but you know with your 75th anniversary approaching um are there any new additions of products coming in oh yeah that's a yeah that's very exciting actually and the fact you've asked that now so yeah we're 75 years old next year but this autumn, um, after fireworks season, we are launching our new joint product to our range, um, which I know a lot of our customers have been asking for this. Um, we really try to listen to what our customers want, um, and but then also making sure that there is enough um, information there in different papers and histor in historical use to make sure that product is the right choice for us um, and and it is and we have got a new joint product and the key herb in that will be boswellia and I'm hopefully a lot of you be excited about that because we are asked a lot about boswellia so it's an interesting herb I mean I did learn about that there are so many herbs aren't there Jo <laughs> I and know. it is really working out which is you know perhaps the most accessible and um effective of course exactly yeah and it's really going to benefit you know really of benefit to the dogs and this one is definitely aimed for those dogs that have already um having some joint issues or just want that extra support so it will have boswellia in it as well as other, some other ingredients as well um but it, there is so many studies on boswellia there have been trials, good trials, not unethical trials, on the use of Boswellia in dogs and they and, and in humans of course and they have really come back with some great information. So it's a natural choice for us. Um, obviously it's herbal as well so it fits really well into into everything we stand for so yeah we're really excited that so that will be um coming this autumn so do watch out um for all the information on it and then of course next year the start of the year we'll start march is crufts and we always tend to crufts we've been attending for i think it's 
50 years now, apart from when you missed COVID year and foot and mouth year, I think that was the only years. Um, so we will definitely have our new product there as well as the whole team ready there to meet people. And it is a great day out whether you like dog showing or don't like dog showing. It's a wonderful celebration of dogs doing oh, all is. sorts of things. Oh. So um, Oh, I agree with you on that one, Joe. I've been into crafts since I was eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Never uh, got a rosette myself, of course. <laughs> no, joking. Um, but there is something really brilliant. It is, you're right. It's total celebration it is so, so that's something for everyone to look out for to come to your stand at crafts that's it yeah and i think our 75th year is really just going to be about uh, giving back giving back through our foundation um haven't made fi the final plans of what we're going to be doing beyond you know what we already do through our foundation but we'll be definitely giving back through that giving back to our customers giving back to our wonderful team because um, my husband ben who runs the company with me, we are supported with the most wonderful team um, and we want to ensure, you know, this is really a celebration of every part of our business. Like a proper family business proper should be Proper family, really. yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Joe, I can't wait, you know, to test that <laughs> and see what crafts, if not before. Definitely, Anna, I can't wait. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know, we did get a scoop about a product coming out very soon that's going to be great for you. And you're right, Mr Binks, it is time for Woof of the Week. As we always say, prevention is better than cure. And to do that, let's take a deeper look at Mother Nature for the solutions. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcasts. Thanks again to Joe Broughton-White for this wonderful episode and all the links are in our show notes. Thanks also to my producer, Mike Hansen. Find out more about him at Pod People UK. I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr Binks? You're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe now? It's free and then you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.